Institute made of flesh podcast show on behalf of the Universal Human Rights Institute Hawaii. Today is the 20 the the 30th. Today is the 30th of January uh, 2024 and today we are interviewing for the onboarding interview of the board of directors Edgar Francisco. Hello. Now that we have finally uh, managed to make it on the screen, realizing how much effort it takes to even make happen the smallest little things in a day, sometimes, I would like to ask you, Frank, uh, Edgar, to, to introduce yourself because you and I have been friends for many, many years and I know you in town as the Good Samaritan. I would like to, uh, I would like our listeners to know, get to know you a little bit from the angle of what qualifies you to be on the board of an institute of human rights that is aiming and aspiring to prevent human trafficking and organized crime in the territories of Hawaii. What kind of skills can you bring us? Well, my background basically is that I am uh, in business uh, in the sense that I have worked for large corporations all my life. Um, I am retired now, but I have run organizations, uh, multi-million dollar organizations, uh, the largest being about $60 million a year in foreign countries. Uh, and uh, I have an MBA from Stanford University. And basically, my life has been, my business life anyway, has been in running organizations, getting them to profitability, and that's the important thing. I'm a very goal-oriented person, and uh, I also am known as the man who can ask more questions than a wise man can answer. Okay. Why well, that's is it very important? Wise. That's it's, very wise. Asking questions is the wisest part of the yes. answer. Yes, because by probing the situation, by asking questions, that is when we, we are able to uh, find out whether our thought processes or our objectives are in line with the organizational objectives. Okay. So that is important in that sense. Well, Edgar, we just had a glimpse of your wife, Annie, whom I know has been your life partner and traveled with you to all of your business trips. She's been my wife for going on 54 years. Oh my goodness. And how many countries did you guys live in together? Oh, uh, live in, no. Uh, she has never lived with me. She has visited me among the countries that I have been to. And there is Annie right behind Hi. me. <laughs> Hi, Annie. Hi. So, uh, yeah. You both were born in Manila, right? That's right. We were born in Manila and we 
I came to the United States to study in 68, and Annie also came with me, and we got married in San Francisco uh, in 1970 when I graduated from my Stanford MBA. And I know that one of the organizations you worked for was a computer uh, a computer company in Silicon Valley. That's right. I worked for two corporations, Memorex Corporation, where I ran the Far East and Latin America uh, and the Middle East for them. And uh, I worked for Hitachi Data Systems, where I also ran uh, their South African operations, their uh, uh, Latin American operations. In fact, I lived in Venezuela, Mexico, and Brazil for about three years each, roughly. Uh, and I speak Portuguese and Spanish. Uh, and uh, basically, I've, all my operations have been very successful from a, a business point of view. Wonderful. How many countries did you have to work in or live in or visit even for job purposes? What would you say roughly? Uh, the countries, I, I, I don't know, but I've been to 56 countries in, in my business travels. Amazing. Because some many, uh, sorry, because some countries I don't live in. I just visit there, uh, mm -hmm. stay there for a week uh, or whatever uh, as necessary, meet with the customers and uh, uh, in many cases manage the operation, uh, manage the people that are running the operation locally. Now, I have chosen you to be the board of directors. Uh, you do that at your peril. Pardon? You do that at your peril. Yes, because you have an enormous heart. You have been always dependable. You have been very personable and relatable to me. You have compassionate heart, but you are also a very savvy decision maker, especially when it comes to money. You know exactly what you are looking for out of a situation and what not. And I believe that is an indispensable asset to any organization, but most definitely for a non-profit organization that has to really monitor every aspect of our work that it actually would be covered and funded. Well, I have the impression that... Well, it is well, it is, it is, it is, in any organization, cash flow is very important. And yes. that is one of the things I concentrate on uh, when I'm overseeing some operation is how is their cash flow going? Because if you run out of cash, it's like running out of gasoline in your car. That's right. Um, Edgar, I believe we have really covered everything, except I would like to say to we are not only going to run an organization, we are going to run a crime-fighting organization, which means our clients are going to be victims, potential vulnerable victims. How do you think emotionally you're going to be able to cope with the demands of making decisions 
whether we have enough funds to run an operation or not, whether we should get involved in an African operation or we do not have the funds. It will cost life. How do you think you will be able to cope with the demands of such decisions? Uh, let me say this. Under the, the most trying circumstances, and I've been through a number of them, my head is always level. I, I try to look at things objectively uh, and, uh, and keeping in mind what the goal of whatever the organization is. We have to move towards the actions that will take us to where we want to be, regardless of the circumstances we are facing. Okay. Yes. I think I couldn't find a more objective person and yet compassionate person to help us with those decision making. Um, Edgar, after your story, as much as we heard of it, we know that it's easy to tell that you and my, your wife are very close, but you spent a lot of time apart. No wonder that you cannot be separated in your retirement. You do absolutely everything together. And, and I can testify for that, that you are a very gentle person. You see people. And welcome to on board. Enjoy your retirement in Hawaii. We are extremely lucky to have you. Thank, Thank you for you. your help and availability. Thank you for the opportunity and I wish you great success. Thank you, Edgar. I will be very mindful of your time always, even though you are very generous with it. Have a yeah. wonderful rest of your day. Aloha. Aloha. Bye-bye.